do 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 here we go my name's Todd this is Kathy welcome back to another episode of pop culturing where we talk about movies TV and everything else I know and today's kind of special for a few reasons number one we haven't talked to you guys in a couple weeks yes we took a few weeks off in December because it was December yeah and um, we wanted to start up this year talking about the Golden Globes which were when we're taping right now, we're last night. And also about some of the holiday movies that we saw, um, maybe as recommendations or maybe just to talk about why we thought certain holiday movies were really good. And I'm calling them holiday movies because they came out in December. Do you want to list the ones that we've recently seen, sweetheart? Okay, let me. I'm going to do it off the top of my head. So we saw uh, Little Women. Yeah. Um, we saw the new Star Wars. Yeah. We saw Marriage Story. We saw The Irishman. Um, we saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That was not mm-hmm. in a holiday movie, but it's an award um, consider. It it's nominated, yeah. so it's in that category. Um, Bombshell. We saw Bombshell. Queen yeah. and Slim. We saw Queen and Slim. And I think that's about it. I think that might be it. There's other movies that are nominated that we may have seen before, but we'll just try and focus on you know. So this is the first podcast where we're not focusing on a specific movie or TV series because we did Sex in the City. Um, so this is going to be a little bit uh, different, we but I think good. Big Little Lies. That was a TV show. I guess so. But this is about Golden Globes and a whole bunch of different things. Right. This is a little more of a, I think, a gearing up for this year. The award season. The award season. Um, I would like, Ted, I don't know how you feel about it, but I'd love to do a show at least about the Academy Awards, maybe not about the SAG Awards, even though I love the SAG Awards too. But Golden Globes are interesting. Golden Globes are kind of their own thing. It's a smaller um, group of people who vote. And it is um, the Hollywood Foreign Press. And what happens at the Golden Globes does not always happen at the SAG Awards or at the Oscars. And I have to say, even though I'm sure Todd was going to get to this pretty fast, I usually we always do like a little bit of a competition when we watch the oh, award yeah. shows. We do the ballots and we count the correct answers. Yes. The five of us. Yes. And uh, I'm sad to say I did not win, but I'm happy to say you didn't win. I didn't win. Um, and I was a little frustrated because <laughs> I have to say it, it would probably have hurt more to lose by one, but I just lost big time. Actually, like, you only lost by one to me, sweetheart. But I lost by two, two to Cameron. To Cameron. Um, and we also said we went up against the TV. Meaning yeah, so that if we all had answers uh-huh. and none of us chose it, the TV got the correct point. Right. So we all lost to the TV. But they are, again, per the Golden Globes, they're a little surprising. And I, I some of them... I knew I was going to get it wrong. Like I chose because you bet with your heart. I did. Like I chose Eddie Murphy, and I knew that that Rocket Man guy was going to get it. Taron Edgerton, I think. The stupid musicals are killing me because uh, what's his Rami 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 Malek? Yeah, he beat my guy um, from. Are Brad, you talking about last year? Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Yes, he beat Bradley. And Bradley now Cooper. here's another Music Man. Uh, playing Elton John has uh-huh. beaten some of my other favorites. I know. Well, and you know, Rocket Man, I guess, was. Um, I haven't seen it, so. I guess it was really. In- JC saw it, I think. Some Somebody in our family saw it. And she said it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was, well, I think we would like it. I think we'd like it too. Right. So. I just didn't like it being uh, winning against. 
people that I really You really wanted, wanted Bradley Cooper to win last year. Yes, so do you want to go over the Golden Globes first or do I you want to go? I think Golden Globes first. Okay. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I'm trying to find a picture of the winners. Like I'm trying to get a list in front of me because I'm not very prepared right mm-hmm. now. Um, so You want me to start playing something from the Golden Globes while well, you look? No. Okay. So I found it. All right. Ah, just popped up for me. Thank you. So I'm going to just go through a few of the the things that were, and then I'll get to what you're going to do. So drama series that ended up winning was Succession. Have you seen any of Succession? Negative. Okay. So I have seen about three episodes of Succession. People have told me it's very similar to things like Fleabag in that you have to keep going and then you will end up loving all these characters. I do appreciate the characters, but they are the kind of anti-heroes. They're not great people. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I think the night that I watched the three in the row... I was just tired. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, I'm i tired of, as I've been saying a lot lately, lately, including Ricky Gervais last night from Golden Globes, I'm so tired of snarky people who don't care, Yeah, um, which is why Little Women was so fun to watch. But anyway, so Succession won. I had voted for The Morning Show. Did you vote for The Morning Show? No. You voted for I Bet Big Little Lies. I don't remember. The Crown, Killing Eve? Killing Eve. You voted for Killing Even Eve. Even though i never seen it. Okay. Why'd you vote for it then? Because I just, some, a lot of times the award goes to these random things I've watched. Got it. So you were trying to like Yeah, like smart. it's not like, as I think Killing Eve is not necessarily mainstream compared mm-hmm. to some of the other, like, you know, Apple advertised morning show over and over and over totally. and over again, whereas I've never heard of Killing Eve. Got it. And sometimes the award goes to these random, random. people well, I've never Killing heard of. Well, Killing Eve, um, both of the, uh, Jodie Comer and... Um, uh, Oh, Sandra Oh had both won Emmys already for that show. Uh-huh. So it has been around a while. But next one, supporting actor in a motion picture, Brad Pitt ended up winning. Yes. And I did vote for him. And I was very happy about that. Um, it was kind of a whole funny thing because you knew Jennifer Aniston was there too because she was nominated for the morning show. You knew they were going to totally cut to her in some way right. as he was talking, which they did. And of course, there's like a meme now of her like watching him talk. Um, but he beat... Anthony Hopkins, Joe Pesci, Al Pacino, and Tom Hanks. What a category. I mean, think about all those people. Um, I'm, I'm continuing to go. Are you pulling something up? Well, I wanted to pull up. Um, uh, this is Brad Pitt. Oh, it's music, though. I was going to play My Favorite Character by Brad Pitt. Uh-huh. Floyd. It's from True Romance. Floyd. Okay. Can't you answer the door at least for me? Oh, man, I didn't even hear can't help me out every now and then. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking for a friend of mine. Clarence Worley from Detroit. He's traveling with a real pretty girl named Alabama. Uh, yeah, man, I know him. They've been by here. You seen him? Mm-hmm. They stay in here? No, they're staying at the Safari Motor Motel Inn. <laughs> Safari Motel. <laughs> My God. Floyd is one of the best TV characters. If you've never seen True Romance, go see it. And Floyd... Played by Brad Pitt, which is a teeny role, right? But he's hilarious. Well, he kind of did that. Like he won a Golden Globe for Twelve Monkeys, like twenty years ago. Do yeah. you remember Twelve Monkeys? Yes. And he was a total rando yeah, character. It, and then, do you remember Burn After Reading? How much yeah, we loved him in that movie. He's interesting. Yeah, he is. And not to mention, he produces a lot of really good movies. He puts money up for a lot of good movies. He's just, he's just good. So. Um, actress in a musical or comedy, Aquafina ended up winning for the farewell, which was a um, 
historical because an Asian American woman had never won that yeah. before. So that was kind of a big deal. And I did vote for her. Then we already said Taryn Edgerton for Rocket Man. Then for actress in a drama was Renee Zellweger. Yeah. We ended up fast forwarding through her speech. You fast forward through most speeches, sweetie, because you're scared that there's going to be an uncomfortable moment. Well, d- you noticed that there were about three or four that I said, don't fast forward yeah, through. Yeah, because you're pretty sure that they're going to say something really powerful. And I think Renee, I wasn't sure. Like I was, she started talking and then she was, and then I was like, fast forward. So I don't know if she said anything good or not. Oh, I figured that you would have figured out on Twitter today. But she was up against um, Charlize Theron, uh, Cynthia Erivo, uh, Scarlett Johansson, and Saoirse Ronan. And then I'm just doing the top ones. Sure. Actor in a drama was Joaquin, which I should have voted for Joaquin. I don't know what I I said Adam Driver because I just loved him in Marriage Story. Yeah. But of course Joaquin's going to win. Yeah. Right? He's going to win. Even though I haven't seen that movie yet. But the Joker. I think from what... Okay, so if he won the Golden Globe... From what I've heard is that as far as other actors and actresses, they're the ones who are like, oh, my gosh, this performance is amazing. And they're the ones who vote for SAG yeah. and Academy Award. So, so I, he's a I think he's kind of a lock. Now, again, I also thought Glenn Close was a lock and I was wrong. So, Sweetie, don't bring her I up. can't bring it up. It's it just <laughs> JC kept going, rip. Every time Glenn Close would come on screen, made me laugh. And then, of course, actor in a drama series, you picked this, Olivia Coleman. Damn right. Um, I had picked Jennifer I've, Aniston. I have no idea who Olivia Coleman is. That's sure. what's great about the awards. You could just check a box. Well, she beat Glenn Close last, last year. year. Yeah. Oh. For the favorite, mm. and this year, and this year she's in the Crown. Uh-huh. So she, the do you know about what they did with the Crown? They started. Um, last year and they had the young queen oh. and now they have the middle-aged queen Ooh. so they changed who's actresses. gonna play the old queen i don't know hmm. the older queen yes. probably meryl streep because she's old and she gets a lot of good roles for older she's women older older yeah because when you say old well, i just saw in little women she looked like a grandma she did but she's a grandma she's probably 60 years 65 yeah. years old so. yeah she might be um, and then Brian Cox won for um, actor in a drama series. He's in Succession. He's been around a long time. And then Laura Dern won for Marriage Story, which I was happy. Popularly um, known by the mask, the movie, Laura Dern, mask. And so many things. Like, here's the thing about Laura Dern. She's been in, obviously, she was in Mask, which we loved her in that. They did this whole thing to, for Ellen last night. Mm-hmm. And she was Ellen's friend that she came out to, yeah. who was also gay. Yeah. And we may say, oh, big deal. That was a huge deal anybody who was in that show with ellen got so much hate mail for doing that show Mm -hmm. that everybody i mean ellen's the one who gets all the credit but and she should but everybody who participated um they were they were jumping in the fire with her in the best way i honor all of them all of those actors and actresses um best picture was 1917 haven't seen it but i'm excited to see it and it hasn't come out good war movie um, and then actor in a musical or comedy, Rami Youssef, who I, I don't know his show, Patricia Arquette won for the act, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which we have seen one for musical or comedy, and then Tom Hanks got the Cecil B. DeMille Award. He sure did. And he, do you want to play part of his talk because, or his speech? He, first of all, had a cold. Yeah. So every time he would start talking about his family, he would start crying, which was super cute. Totally. And as a guy who is still finding a way to express grief through, not grief, but sadness or tears. Emotion. Emotion. I always 
love when I observe guys, whether it's watching Tom Hanks on the TV or if I'm in a circle of guys and we're talking about something real. Like yeah. I always feel so deeply connected yeah. to that man. Because they're being vulnerable and they're letting you see their heart. Yes, mm-hmm. they are. So this is a quick thing from Tom Hanks. It was a good almost eight minute speech. We'll yeah. include it in the show notes, but this is when he's talking about what I think is very important, which is being on time. Yes. Some direction. And as Charlize might know, and some of the other people who've worked with us through the Playtone Galaxy of Stars, showing up on time is one of the greatest liberating acts you can give yourself in a movie. And I would say give yourself in life, but go ahead. Right. That means those, those people with radios in the ears don't need to knock on your door and say they're ready for you. You're actually already ready, and you have the liberty and you have the freedom of being there early enough to settle down because when the time comes, you have to hit the marks and you have to go there. There is a saying in motion pictures back when um, it was shot on film that you could not move on to the next scene until the gate was good. So if you want to hear the rest of that, just uh, actually, you just if you're listening to this on your phone, just click on the link and the whole seven minute, 44 second speech is there. So <clears throat> I loved seeing Tom Hanks up there for a number of reasons. It was so fun to see his whole body of work because, of course, they oh, yeah. did a montage for him. And Todd and I are huge Tom Hanks fans. I'm sure Isn't everybody who's not. That's what I was going to say is I think everybody listening is a Tom Hanks fan because it's hard to not like him. Um, everybody who has worked with him talks about his professionalism. He gives people a chance. He is a thoughtful person to act with. He's funny. He does drama. Obviously, he's well-respected, two-time Academy Award winner. He's also a producer, and he runs Playtone, which they were just talking about. He's the one who puts together all those things that we watch on TV, Todd, the 80s, 90s, 2000s. Are you crying? (laughs) There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. So I'm going to put you on the spot. What's your favorite Tom Hanks movie or First one that jo- wow, it's hard to go against Gump, but I think of I think of him in Big, Josh Baskin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so Josh Baskin just because there's a part of me that like there's that in Twilight Zone the movie in the old folks home, the the one man comes back and says I can grant you guys all you old folks a wish to go back and be a uh, kid. be a kid again. Mm-hmm. And I always thought of myself as somebody who would, because there's only one of the people in Twilight Zone that wanted to remain a kid. Everybody else is like, no, I think I'm ready to die. Let's yeah, move on. Yeah, I've, I've done this already. Whereas in uh, Big, Josh Baskin, Tom, played by Tom Hanks, is just poetry. Mm-hmm. And so is Forrest Gump. But those are the two that come to mind. What about you? Well, it's I would definitely say Forrest Gump because that's one of my favorite movies of all time. And it wouldn't have worked without him. Um and but I also I don't know, like I I love Big and I just saw that recently, but I love him as a comedian. I used to watch Boosum Buddies all the time. Boosum Buddies, sweetie? Boo booze how do you say it? Bosom Buddies. Boosum Buddies. No, not Boosum Buddy, Bosom Buddies. Bosom Buddies. Bosom Buddies. <laughs> I can't say it. You say Boosum Buddies. How did how did I say it? You said Boosum Buddies. <laughs> I used to watch that show where he and Peter Scolari would dress up as women. And he brought up Peter Scolari. And Holland uh, Taylor, who, yeah. were, who was also in it, who is, by the way, Sarah Paulson's partner. Did you know that? I did not um, know that. So just to put a little... When we first moved to New York... <laughs> oh, no. Experience That's it. I never said I was a victim of One of the best all-time theme songs... Oh, 
get Billy Joel to give him this song? You know, I love Billy Joel, but I'll tell you something. He had uh, certain uh, valleys in his life. Uh-huh. I think he tried to commit suicide. He was just getting early. in a lot of car accidents while he was drinking. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. ha- having some struggles. So I'm sure they like hit him up like, hey, how about we pay you X amount of dollars and let us use this song? Um, I don't know if this was a valley time, though. This was our childhood. I used to watch this with my dad. I don't know. Who knows? But regardless, they got the Billy Joel song, and I used to watch that. So he's just been in our life so long. And then, of course... I love actors who, like, he did Philadelphia, which, again, similar to what I was just talking about with Ellen DeGeneres, that movie changed people's minds and lives Mm -hmm. about AIDS. And he, you know, brought attention to the humanity (laughs) and, you know, the family aspect and the, you know, we just, it gave us a different viewpoint. Um, And he won an Academy Award for that. And then the following year won another academy award for forrest gump he was one for he was two for two was so philadelphia came first and then gump and then the next year he got a nominated for apollo 13 oh my gosh and but he obviously didn't win but todd and i love that movie too we used to have that on we had that vhs tape and we used to play it all the time yeah it's one of every now and again a movie will just you'll come across a movie that is easy to watch right. like a few of the ones in your rotation right now are spotlight which is weird because it's about a pretty serious thing but it doesn't it's more about the journalism yeah it doesn't it it's not super heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's movies that you just kind of continue to watch because they're predictable, but they also feel there's like a comfort with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was very happy to see Tom Hanks up there. I'm so sad he had a cold. I kept thinking about. He nailed it. He totally, he captured, he captivates a room. He does. Even though like usually if somebody has a cold or they're just not on their best game, you kind of feel nervous. Like everybody was dead silent. Maybe it's because he was Tom Hanks, but I'm like, God, he just knows how to grab a room. Well, and also like him starting out by talking about his family and getting all choked up. Like that just sets you where you'll listen to anything he has to say from then on. And I also think that he has earned, he hasn't earned respect because he got awards. He's earned respect because he's a good person. Mm -hmm. And I think that everybody in that room likes him. They, you know, some people may like him more than others, but I just think that he, and what he has to say about professionalism, about showing up, you know, the clip you already played, we tend to forget these really basic things. Yeah. And I thumbs, I sometimes, I've never been an actress, nor have I been a part of the world of Hollywood or theater. But I'm willing to bet there's a lot of people who do get a little um, big for themselves yep. and don't feel that they need to show up on time. Doesn't or, he always do uh, Instagram where he puts on, he, he takes pictures of random shoes or yeah, socks? Things that, that he finds that are like left on the ground. Yeah, like and then a, he signs it Hanks, H-A-N-X. It's yeah, pretty hilarious. I know, he's funny. So I just think we can all take, like he's just, it's not surprising to me that he played Mr. Rogers this year because... He's Tom Hanks. He's different than Mr. Rogers, but they share a oh, similar same energy. energy. So, Oh, that was another movie. We didn't bring up Mr. Rogers. We saw oh, that one. We saw that beautiful day in the neighborhood. Tom Hanks was obviously nominated. He was beat by Brad Pitt last night. Um, so another thing that was really awesome last night was um, Ellen DeGeneres won the very first um, Carol Burnett Award, which is for comedians who have made an impact on society. And Kate McKinnon, and so basically they just started this award last year. So obviously Carol Burnett, Burnett got it last year. This year was the first year for someone mm. else to get it. So Ellen DeGeneres received it. Kate McKinnon came out to um, introduce Ellen and to you know set it up, and she did a really lovely job. A sense of self, 
I have to I have to explain that one more. In uh, in 1997, when Ellen's sitcom was at the height of its popularity, I was in my mother's basement lifting weights in front of the mirror and thinking, "Am I gay?" <laughs> and I was, and I still am. And but that's a that's a very scary thing to suddenly know about yourself. It's sort of like doing 23andMe and discovering that you have alien DNA. And the only thing that made it less scary was seeing Ellen on TV. She risked her entire life and her entire career in order to tell the truth, and she suffered greatly for it. Of course, attitudes change, but only because brave people like Ellen jump into the fire to make them change. And if I hadn't seen her on TV, I would have thought, oh, I could never be on TV. They don't let LGBTQ people on TV. And more than that, I would have gone on thinking that I was an alien and that I maybe didn't even have a right to be here. So thank you, Ellen, for giving me a shot. All right. I, that was one of my favorite things ever. Yeah. Um, th- that speech was so beautiful and was, I thought Kate was a perfect person to give that to Ellen for so a multitude of reasons. Um, her life experience, her comedy, like they just, um, and obviously their friendship. Um, and speaking of Kate McKinnon is in bombshell, which we just saw. She was great. And she was great. Like, you know, I love her and everything SNL. I even loved her in Ghostbusters. I loved her. I, you know, I just think she's great and everything, but she was really, she was a, like in bombshell, she, there was a little more drama incorporated and she was really good. So, um, I thought that was very moving and Ellen, uh, came up and did I, I mean, hers is long too. I don't, did you, you probably didn't pull pull up. That's okay. We can put a link to it. She did some really funny, you know, she was just just a montage of, uh, we were all very moved. She's such, she's such a funny actress. Well, they started with one of our favorite clips of hers from her most recent comedy special, which is when you try on shoes and you start doing things in them that That, you would never never do do in shoes. So funny. I was laughing so hard. Um, So it just right off the bat and her, she's just been around a really long time. And um, as Kate said, you know, all of you know this who are listening went through a really dark time and to now be doing the Ellen DeGeneres show for 17 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, unbelievable. And what do you think of her um, always scaring people on, you know, that they, yeah, oh, the yeah. guy in the when box? When the people jump out. And certain people get like, not just startled, but upset and mad, but she keeps doing it. Right. And because she it's doesn't humor care. for TV. I know. Well, but here's the deal. I used to honk the horn whenever picking up my daughter's friends. Yeah. And one time I got Mary Flanagan so bad that she collapsed. Right. And uh, she was truly upset. It wasn't funny. No, you had to apologize. I vowed to never do it again. You apologized to, to her, her parents. Or anybody else. I apologized to everybody. But maybe because she's Ellen. Because I remember like Taylor Swift. I just saw like a montage of, because she always scares Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. And she, there's nothing funny about Taylor's reaction. She's angry. Well, I'm telling you, if you watch it, I'm telling you. And maybe 15 seconds later, she's fine. Right. But in that moment, there's nothing funny. But Ellen continues to do it. And I think it's interesting that she keeps doing it. Well, I think that this is what I'm willing to bet. Okay. So 
people go on her show yeah. and they know that might happen. So if you are somebody who's like, I have a heart condition or my anxiety <laughs> yeah. can't handle it, you would let them know. Yeah. They're not going to hurt you. Yeah. But every year, like they do this haunted house thing, yeah. Andy does, who's their, Producer that's her guy. sidekick. Yeah. And she forces him to go through haunted houses and mm-hmm. he hates them. Yeah, he always the, brings the, someone with the them. They're the very scary haunted they're houses. They're the ones that we went by at Disney World, like yeah. the Stranger Things, like yeah. the, all the really scary ones. And he doesn't like it, but it's good humor. And if you... So boundaries, right? Yeah. I'm sure there's some people, but there's some people who have really funny reactions. Um, one of the people they is speaking of Sarah Paulson. She, I guess, JC said she always has a really extreme reaction, but she, I'm sure, if like after a time or two, if she was like, "This is really causing a problem," Ellen would respect that. Yeah. But they're all in show business. Yes. Yeah. Well, anyways, we can move on. I just thought it was interesting. Okay. So. That was that award. And then one of the people who won that I didn't mention um, for Fosse Verdon was Michelle Williams. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, and I think it was because the show was winding down, we kind of fast forwarded through some of her speech. Well, it was getting late. And Kids got to go to bed. She had a really beautiful speech. Yeah. You ready? Uh, Yeah. Actor, moment by moment, scene by scene, day by day, but you're also acknowledging the choices they make as a person the education they pursued, the training they sought, the hours they put in. I'm grateful for the acknowledgement of the choices I've made, and I'm also grateful to have lived at a moment in our society where choice exists, because as women and as girls, things can happen to our bodies that are not our choice. I've tried my very best to live a life of my own making, and not just a series of events that happened to me, but one that I could stand back and look at and recognize my handwriting all over, sometimes messy and scrawling, sometimes careful and precise, but one that I had carved with my own hand. And I wouldn't have been able to do this without employing a woman's right to choose. That's Tiffany Haddish. Oh, is that? Uh, yeah. To choose when to have my children and with whom. When I felt supported and able to balance our lives, knowing as all mothers know that the scales must and will tip towards our children. Now, I know my choices might look different than yours, but thank God or whomever you pray to that we live in a country founded on the principle that I am free to live by my faith and you are free to live by yours. So women, 18 to 118, when it is time to vote, please do so in your own self-interest. It's what men have been doing for years. It's what men have been doing for years, which is why the world looks so much like them. But don't forget, we are the largest voting body in this country. Let's make it look more like us. Tommy and Matilda, I can't wait to come home to you. Wow. Isn't that great? Yeah, goosebumps. So, <clears throat> here's the thing. The way that she spoke, which was so profound and well-written, speaks to so many things. Because a lot of people are like, it's just a a pro-choice comment. Abortion's part of that. And her best friend, Busy Phelps, who's in the audience, you know, she um, wrote a book last year that I read and she had an abortion Mm. and talks about it very openly, which a lot of women in Hollywood and in the world do because that is a a woman's right. Um, And so 
I'm sure part of that was for her. Mm. The other thing is just about birth control, right? To choose when I have a mm. child, right? To choose my own family planning and who I have it with. And then, of course, sexual assault. You know, sometimes we don't have choices over our body. Right. People take advantage of our body. And so in a very concise and way. articulate way, she spoke about a lot of things. And then about... um of course, you know, whatever faith we believe or whatever we believe, because, you know, it, it, you get to choose for yourself. Some people would make certain choices and some people make other choices, but to impose ourselves on other people, that's the question. Mm. You know, do we do that or laws on other people? And then finally, women, you know, I love that men have been voting in their self-interests always. Yeah. And when do women finally say, what do I need in what does what do I want the world to look like? Because right now, the world looks and feels very masculine. Yeah, well, and, I mean, if you look at the cross, you know, there's part of me that just wants to shut up and listen to Michelle Williams and, Mich mm -hmm. and you. But at the same time, just for anybody who might be wondering, you look at the breakdown between men and women in Congress or the Senate. It doesn't take a genius to figure out that it, there's a striking imbalance. And look at all the conflict we're in. Yep. You know, and I'm not saying there'd be zero conflict if women were in charge. Conflict is a part of life. But I think there is a difference in diplomacy. And I think there is a difference in not having to into being a little more focused on nonviolence and empathy. I mean, look at what the prime minister of New Zealand did when there was a shooting in yeah. her country. And look at how she brought people together and yeah. empathized and didn't allow them to be divided. And um, and I know there are men who can do that too. Sure. I'm just not seeing them right now. Yeah. Um, so this is, I think, what she is saying. I I'm I'm so glad to hear it. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, Michelle Williams. Yeah. And I should have known she was going to win. What was I thinking? Because she just won the Emmy like two months ago. <sighs> what show was she on? Uh, Fosse Verdon. Never heard of it. It it was like it was about Bob Fosse, and then uh, what was? Uh, it's unfortunate that I can't remember. Who's Bob Fosse. It rings a bell. Dancer, uh, theater. Oh, he's a dancer. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, mm -hmm. I don't know. And choreographer. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think it was on HBO. I can't remember, um, and I have not seen it. Mm -hmm. But I just everybody said she was amazing, and and Sam Rockwell was Fosse. She was Verdon. Got it. Mm -hmm. He was nominated too last night. So, so do you have anything else to say about the Golden Globes? Well, the problem is um, no, other than the fact that I beat you. Let's I know. first start there. It was there. really painful. Um, we have been spending, you know, our kids are older, so we can watch stuff with them. Ten years ago, we would never be able to do this podcast. Who had freaking time to watch these shows? You're freaking spent right. and tired. So I guess I'm just sitting in the appreciation that we have older children now. And for those of you who have younger children, hang in there. <laughs> well, and I would also say that obviously I didn't see all these shows or all these movies. We saw more than we ever have. We have. But I will also say that is part of my joy mm -hmm. is for someone to be like, I have to catch up with movies because everybody else is watching no, them. No. If they are not your joy, yeah. I mean, we're doing a show right now called Pop Pop Culturing, which means that not only do I watch these movies and a lot of the TV shows, I also listen to podcasts about movies and TV shows. Shows. This is part of my my personality and what I appreciate. Um, you know, other people decorate houses and buy clothes, and I listen to podcasts about movies. So where I am, um, it, we rattle off about ten different movies or TV right. shows. Right. 
we're, there's no way we're going to do no, it justice. No. So instead, I'm going to say that is the teaser for our next pop culturing, which maybe we'll do this week and talk about the Irishman and marriage story and everything else that we just talked ah, about. Okay. Will you throw Because out- otherwise we're just going to say two sentences about each one. True. Will you at least say um, what, out of all the movies you saw this year, what was the one that stood out to you the most? Well, maybe it's Queen and Slim because my expectations were so low. Irishman, I heard about a year before it came out. Right. But marriage story was really well done hard to watch um you know tough story to kind of revisit digest you know i i grew up with some parents that like to fight sometimes and got divorced um star wars i thought was really good but anyways those are the few that popped my brain all of a sudden but we'll talk about them in more depth this week yes and email us if you're like talk about this movie or did you see this movie i mean i would love to even talk about the morning show yeah yeah um, that's a whole other yeah thing. that's a whole and even though that's not a movie it was a series that todd and i both found Sweet, don't forget about the mandalorian and the mandalorian baby yoda um drinking the bone broth <laughs> <laughs> so so this was a golden globes show we'll do another one just like maybe we'll call it getting ready for the Oscars or something like that. Or maybe we'll do one for TV and one for movies. So we're kind of breaking form a little bit in that we're just talking about instant pop culture because Golden Globes were last night instead of reflecting back we we decided that we want to do a cocktail yeah we're gonna do cocktail <laughs> like, the movie cocktail little tom oh cruise history. i decided i want to do movies that i love and love to make fun of all at the same time so this is why i love it's kind of like our other podcast zen parenting i love zen parenting because we can talk about anything yeah. when it comes to family and we can talk about metaphysical things we can talk about research we can talk about science we can talk about you know whatever it may be and same thing with pop culturing. There is no structure we have to follow. No. Right We're in now, charge, sweetie. You know it. And right now, it's awards season. It's one of my favorite TV times. I love to see what breaks through. I love to see... Because pop culture is not just about watching movies and TV. It's about where we are as a culture right now. Yeah. What's most important to people? What's breaking through? Well, and as evidenced by these speeches that we just played. Exactly. And so it's not... You know, when people think that entertainment is shallow, I understand understand that there are parts of it are parts of it are but i see a bigger picture through the what, lens of pop culture exactly what's being taken like just the fact that 1917 one tells you a lot about what's going on in our country right yeah. now we the you know let's relook at war well and if nothing else this is a 35 minute podcast or whatever it is and you know that we're not going to talk about you know, what our president decided to do this weekend. This is a... <laughs> In a roundabout way we are. Well, this is this is lighter. Lighter. This okay. is lighter. This because is a reprieve from what you see on CNN and Fox and MSNBC. And what I, I just said about 1917, just to be clear, re-look at war and really understand what it is. Yeah. It's we get too distant from our past yeah. and we forget what we've been through and what we've learned and we pretend that we are somehow superheroes that can not deal with the repercussions or that we can deal with certain repercussions and we can jump from tall buildings, but we're humans and we have to be able to use our past to learn. And I think movies remind us and... That's why I appreciate entertainment. This podcast is brought to you by Zen Parenting Radio. If you don't know what that is, uh, do a search and listen to Zen Parenting Radio podcast and Zen Parenting Conference, February 28th and 29th. Uh, we'll do another pop culturing, hopefully this week, about these movies and TV shows we talked about. Keep trucking. Have a good one. Have a good one.
Thanks for listening, everyone. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and feel free to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It helps people find us. Also subscribe to our Zen Parenting Radio podcast, where we discuss self-awareness and mindfulness, sharing the latest research and pop culture. We're on our ninth year, but there's still always something new to discuss. Do you want more Zen Parenting? Check out our third podcast, otherwise known as Team Zen. One of our team members described it as an advice column meets group help meets like-minded community. With your $25 subscription, you get two live Zen talks with an opportunity to ask us live questions, plus a Facebook community where you can interact or just listen to like-minded parents. If you can't join us live, you can still access all the Zen talks through the Team Zen podcast app. Zen Parenting Conference 2020 is February 28th and 29th. We'll be discussing sex ed, gender, anxiety, neurodiversity, and healthy relationships. Go to zenparentingconference.com to get your tickets. Interested in inviting us to speak at your conference or organization? Go to zenparentingradio.com and submit a speaker request. And while you're there, check out our upcoming events or you can purchase one of my three books. If you ever shop via Amazon, you can help us out by first going through the Amazon link under the Support Us link on our homepage. It doesn't cost anything to you, but we get a small commission from Amazon. And guys, I have a one-on-one coaching practice. It's called Coaching for Guys. You want to achieve a better work-life balance or deepen your relationships with loved ones? We can talk in person, phone, FaceTime, you choose. And don't forget about Tribe Men's Group. We have a virtual community from men all over the world. Head on over to tribemensgroup.org or shoot me an email at Todd at ZenParentingRadio.com. It's an opportunity for guys to come together and talk about what really matters. Finally, I want to give a special thanks to our founding partner, Jeremy Kraft. He's a bald-headed beauty, and the company he has is Avid. They do painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. Go to avidco.net or give him a call at 630-956-1800. Thanks for all your love and support, and keep on trucking.